turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Um, One of the things that comes up in my mind all the time, and maybe for you as well, is I say, oh no, what am I going to do? Oh oh no, what am I going to do? Something happens, and immediately I go into, oh no, what am I going to do? And then it gets my head spinning and I start strategizing. Well, I, I guess I could do this. I could, I could go grab this and then do this. And then maybe I'll do this over here and I'll call this person. And, and I start to strategize how I can fix whatever's wrong. Many times the hand wringing starts to happen. Oh no, what am I going to do? Oh no, I'm in a mess. It may uh, uh, be coupled with at night when you go to sleep where you pillow your head, the lights go out and, and it's time to sleep because the lights are out. But instead of sleeping, uh, we go back into the strategy mode and we go into, oh no, what am I going to do? Oh no. And then I, I, I don't want to confess this to you, but I, it, to be honest, it's true. It happens to me all the time. And I hate in some ways the roller coaster that I have in my own heart where I worry about different things that are going to happen in the future and some that aren't going to happen at all. I, I struggle with the idea that I don't know the future and even the details of the present sometimes cause me to see things in the future uh, wrongly. And so we come to a passage like this where it talks about worry. Um, and worry is coupled with control. I don't know if you know that. Um, but when you're worrying, you're somehow seeing the most important person in the, the equation as you. That you're convinced that you are the one to fix and solve the problems of your life. And sometimes the problems of our world. The issue at stake is who's Lord of your life. In my life as well. Who is the one that we are looking to to solve the issues of life? <coughs> as I look at this passage, I want to tell you that it is a passage about money. The passage about money. You can't get around it. You look at the context. He's talking about, um, he just, we, Jesus just got done talking about your treasures and how they're unsatisfactory. They're not worthy to be fixed on because they're passing. And that we have a Lord who loves us, a God who loves us, and we can serve Him, and He's worthy to be served. And He is the one to serve. And you can't serve God and money. So now we get to a passage on worry. Um, And I realize that some of you are uh, exceptional when it comes to worry. You're, You're in the advanced class, if you will. Um, you're good at it. You've spent years doing this and you don't like to just regulate it to issues of money. Uh, you like to worry about everything, everything. Um, obviously the, the principles involved here in the issue of money uh, apply to your life as well. If you'd stand in honor of God's word, I'd like to read to you uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. <coughs> God's word says this. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, 
and what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you that Solomon, even in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God, uh, teach us this passage. Mark us with it. We ask that you would help us to understand how much we can trust you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. When, when you're in the midst of a difficult time and you're worried and someone comes up to you and says, don't worry about it. And you clench your fist and you punch them in the nose. That's what you want to do, right? Many times we throw out these things and we say, hey, don't worry about it with no reasons why. When, when somebody you're worried about something, you see something as a disaster in your life and somebody says, don't worry about it. There's this whole thing in you that says, I want to worry about it. It's worthy to be worried about. And for you to just say some trite thing that would change my mind, it doesn't change my mind and don't say it again. As we look at this passage, um, I I realize that that is my first point. Do not worry. Do not worry. But God is going to give us through His Son Jesus as they were, uh, as Jesus was on the earth and He was sharing about His kingdom. He explains why we are not to worry. We do not worry. Verse 25. As he shares this, he says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. As we look at this passage, uh, I want to point out to you that he's talking about the most basic needs. He's talking about food, drink, clothing. These are just the simple things of life. And maybe this morning, though, you're good at worrying. And so this passage really relates to you. Most of us have plenty of food, plenty to drink, and plenty of clothing. We aren't even talking about the most basic things of life. We're talking about the the extravagance of life. We're talking about the not just the 15 outfits, but a new outfit on top of that. 
We're not talking about just enough to get you through the day as food, but eating as much as you want and then reloading for the next meal. This is what uh, our world is about, and yet we still struggle with worry. And he asks this important question, and throughout this passage, you want to listen for those questions, because the questions draw us to the place which will correct in our minds what's wrong with the way we've been living and how different Jesus' kingdom is from the one that we have placed our trust in. He says this, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Is is life just about a meal? Is life about just clothing? Sometimes we say this, you say, Oh, I'm so hungry I could die. What we're saying is, it's 15 minutes past when I usually eat, and I'm hungry. I I could skip this meal. I could even skip this whole day of meals. I could go for a few days, maybe even a week, maybe even longer without food. And he says, is life just about food? And the answer is obviously no. What about clothing? Sometimes we look at clothing and we say it's super important and we we have this and that and I don't have the right outfit for this or that and it's just a big headache. Is not life more than clothing? Of course it is. The answer is an obvious yes. And so Jesus says, do not worry because your body is, uh, your life is more than food and clothing. He gives us two examples Uh, that are really uh, important for us to see here this morning. And they're the reason uh, we are not to worry. Exhibit A, if if I could say it that way, the birds, the birds. If you look at verse 26, it says, uh, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. As you look at that, you say, He's pointing, he's taking a smaller portion of God's creation. And he says, I want you to consider the birds, consider the birds. And thankfully, we live in a place that's beautiful and we have birds. And so your assignment this afternoon is to go watch the bird, go bird watching, if you will. And as you go look at these birds, and it shouldn't take you long to find it. In fact, first service, there were a couple just cruising by, uh, I want you to look at them and ask yourself the question, are they anxious? Are they worried? Are are they wondering where their clothes and food are coming from? We have chickens in our house, and from time to time they are worried. Most of the time when predators are around or when we're trying to chase them or, you know, but it's interesting as you look at uh, these animals and really any animals There's this picture of provision. You have a bird. He's flying through the air. She's flying through the air. And then she goes and she says, oh, there's something on the tree there. I'm going to go eat that. A bird goes to the ground and just scratches a little bit. Oh, food. There it is. Boom. Eat it. Doesn't consider, hey, you know, I need to really plan out this. I need to uh, budget through my uh, week and really consider the menu planning for this week so I really don't run out and I have a diversity. No, it's just right there. 
And this is what Jesus said when he wanted us not to worry. He says, go look at the birds. Consider the birds. As you consider them, what, what is it about them? <coughs> well, there's a few things about birds that we can see. They're not farmers. They're not farmers. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Um, as you look at these birds, they're, they're not farmers. Some of you think you're farmers. You have your gardens. Really, if you really think about it, God's just providing for the birds through your farming and the other varmints as well. I don't know if you've noticed that that's how God provides for them is through you. As you consider that, you look at the birds and you go, they, they, don't, they don't farm they don't plant and then water and then they 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 till the land and they they consider they pull the weeds out they they water they fertilize they don't they don't do any of that they just come and eat they peck and they see oh there's the food right there Pro- provision god's provision and and jesus pointed to us and he says look these birds right here aren't worth much I want to tell you that uh, many people don't believe this, but God values human life far greater than the animals, and especially these little birds. <coughs> Excuse me. As you think about this, you go, well, what's the point? What? Why am I not to worry? Because the birds don't worry. And the birds aren't worth much, and yet God provides for them everything. If he provides for a bird who's not worth much, won't he provide for me? I want to ask you, do you think God will provide for you? Do you know God will provide for you as you consider the birds? He asks this question in the end of verse 26. Are you not of more value than they? The answer is yes. So if you're of more value and God cares about the birds, he certainly cares about you. As you think about your anxious thoughts and and you're, you're struggling about what you should do and what about this, financial concerns, other concerns, you go, what am I going to do? You answer the question. It's not what am I going to do? Is what is God going to do? How is He going to provide for me? The wringing of the hands will be of no value, but the trusting in a God who provides and loves His people is of great value. So there's the birds. He asks a a second question in verse 27, and it's really one of those ones we should frame and put in our house. Just frame it. You know, it's something that we should think of every day. It's something that we should consider and mull over. It says, And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? Why do we worry? Most of us worry thinking that we are doing something. We have something effective that we're doing. It's our worry. 
And and I look at that and I go, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I need to worry about this or whatever. And and Jesus says, it does nothing. You think about how many hours are you going to be alive? I don't know. It's a lot. It's a math problem. You could do it. You know, you could guess and approximate your lifespan. And then you could do the years and the days and the hours. And Jesus said to them, he says, you can't even affect one day by one hour by your most powerful worry. Can't do anything. It's useless. It's good for us to remember that the next time we get into one of these worry things that that we're thinking that we're doing something. Jesus says, your worry is worthless. As we move on from the birds, uh, we go to the flowers. And I, I know I'm trying to be funny by saying this, but I think it's I think it's funny, okay? I think the first point had to do with men, and the second point had to do with women. Do you get it? The birds, they were worried about food. And the second one, they were worried about clothes. Some of you don't think that's funny, and I know it's funny. I, I know it is. I'm not going to deny myself the pleasure of thinking that I'm funny. Um, that's not biblical, what I just said right there. It's just something that I noticed. Um, he, he goes from exhibit A of the birds to exhibit B of the flowers. And he says, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? For us here in Tehachapi, it's a great place because uh, there's that one week, you know, that one week where Tehachapi's beautiful. You know, you, it's in spring. You never know when it is. You just it, it's it's always great to be gone uh, into town, you know, going to the far corners of the worth for peanut butter and whatever else we do. And um, you come back into, you know, you're driving back in and you look up and the sun's been shining all day and you look up and it's green and you see these beautiful poppies and lupin and just these wildflowers out there. You go, wow, it's beautiful. And the classic question for every young person in this area is, who planted them? How'd they get there? Who watered them? Who took care of those? The, the beautiful flowers, who put them there? And the perfect answer for all of us is that your Father in heaven, God, God did it. He's the one. And as we consider our own heart of worry, he says, why are you worried about your clothes? See how the, the flowers of the field grow? Look at them. As you've considered the birds, now consider the 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 flowers in the field. Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. They don't wake up in the morning and say, you know, we need to dye this particular thread and make this beautiful fabric and, and wash it and, and, you know, use some kind of fancy textiling to put them together to make this amazing fabric that we would look beautiful. The reason wildflowers are beautiful is because God made them. No hand touches them. Nothing that we can do could affect them. And as Jesus is talking about worry, he says, consider those flowers. 
He even connects it and uses an illustration on top of an illustration saying, let me tell you about another guy. In verse 29, it says, Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Everyone knew who Solomon was uh, as Jesus spoke to this group of people. He was the rich guy, the rich king. He had it all. He had it all uh, hundreds of times, all of it, right? You, you know uh, you, you know what uh, Solomon did for clothing? Whatever he wanted. You know what he bought? Whatever he wanted. He, he didn't set his eye on anything and, and say, oh, yeah. let's be honest. When, when you go shopping, there's always something you want but don't buy. Some of you even buy it, take it home, and you realize it's too much money and you take it back. Or your, your spouse makes you take it back. One or the other. I'm, this isn't a marriage message here this morning, but you know what I'm talking about. We have levels. We have things that we say it's out of reach. And, and Jesus says, let me tell you, Solomon had nothing out of reach. And, and he was in the finest of clothing. There, there was nothing so expensive as his clothing. And as uh, he says, you know, Solomon's clothing doesn't match those wildflowers, those lilies of the field. They're, Solomon can't buy what God has given them. Solomon does not uh, match what God has provided. So um, how did they get there? If you look at verse 30. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and here today is alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven. Then he asks one of his questions. Will he not much more clothe you? I want to connect something before we move on. Um, Who fed the birds? Who fed the birds? God did. Some of you haven't been to Sunday school in a while and you know the answer is God. God did. God did. He fed the birds. Who made these beautiful lilies of the field? Who made them beautiful? God did. I want to point out something. If you look back into the bird section, how does it refer to God? Yeah, your heavenly father. Wait a minute. So my dad fed him. So my dad took care of the the flowers. Yes. He was the one. There's an uh, important part that jumps out at me here. And it's this next uh, few words. Oh, you of little faith. That's you and I when we worry. When we worry and we say, oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, no, how's this going to work out? He says, oh, you of little faith. I can take care of you. I love you. 
And, and this was different. You know, Jesus, as he shared this, he was connecting this with these people who were getting good at being religious. We, we did all the things that we were to do. We were at all the feasts. We sacrificed. We learned all the scriptures. We, we did it all. We were doing it all. And Jesus was saying, yeah, but you need a relationship with my father. He'd be your heavenly father. Oh, you of little faith. Maybe that phrase should be around our house as well. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who trusts in him. I, I want to be the one in sweet relationship with my father. And when I'm not, when I'm worried, oh, you of little faith. You know that um, fear and faith are connected. Some of you went to the uh, youth conference yesterday, right here. Our youth pastor was sharing about fear and faith. They're connected. We're driven by fear. We're uh, secure in our faith. We're trusting Him. So uh, you have do not worry. You got exhibit A, the birds, exhibit B, the flowers. And as we look at this, um, in verse 31, as if you didn't get it, same point as the first point, do not worry. Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Once again, why are we not to worry? He brings in a different point here. Um, he's told us to, to look at the birds, look at the flowers. Now he says something. He brings in a different group and he says, what about the pagans? You know what a pagan is? Uh, sometimes that word's thrown around, but used in this context is those who don't have a relationship with God. And in this morning... Um, if you've come here and you don't have a relationship with God, you, you, you maybe even faithfully come. You say, uh, you know, it's a good place for me. It's a good social setting. You know, there seem like some nice people there. Some aren't, but some of them seem nice. Um, and I, I like going, the music. I like singing. And, you know, all, all that's great. But you don't have a relationship with God. I want to tell you, you need to worry. You need to worry today. And you're saying, well, you know, give me a give me a topic or, you know, what what should I be worried about? Everything. Everything. Don't go to sleep tonight. Worry about and you say, well, I don't know what to worry about. You have everything in the world to worry about because you don't have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. He's the one. You're you're not okay because you have money in the bank. You have food in your refrigerator and clothes in your uh, closet. You're not okay because of those things. There's other things to worry about. You see, uh, that's what we think sometimes. We say, uh, hey, how are you doing today? Doing great. And what we're saying is money in the bank, food in our home, clothes we can wear. We, we got good stuff. So, of course, we're okay. If those things aren't there, we're going, oh man, things are terrible. <coughs> you see, if you don't have a heavenly father, there's much to worry about. Everything to worry about. But if you have a relationship with him, you know that he's on duty. 
As you read this, it says, uh, for the pagans run after these things. Why do they run? Because they have to. And then it says this, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Um, so tell me about your dad. Tell me about your dad, your earthly dad. Some of them are kind of out to lunch. Some of them are out to lunch. Uh, some of them, they don't get it. They don't get it. Uh, they're distant. You don't have a very good relationship maybe with your dad. I, I kind of joke about that, but not really. I, I realize that being a father uh, myself, they're, they're, you just sometimes you miss the boat and you want something better with your children and you don't have it. But this is what I want to tell you. This is so great. Why should you not worry? Why should you not worry? Look at that last. Your heavenly father knows. What does he know? He knows you. He knows you. He, he knows everything you need. He, he knows where you hurt. He knows where you struggle. He knows the pain in your life. And that's why he should be trusted and you don't have to worry. He knows everything you need. As you look at this passage, I have three things to just kind of tie it up. Um, first thing I want to tell you uh, this morning, uh, just tying up this passage, is that God is good at being God. He is good at being God. And you are not. You're not. When you try to run the world or even your world, it's going to be messed up. I guarantee it. Uh, God will not allow it to run, run well for you. God is good at being God and you are not. The second thing I want to tell you is we are to trust the Lord, make prayerful, wise decisions, and watch Him provide. I think so often um, you uh, we look at these things and we say, well, it's all me. It's all me doing it or it's all God doing it. The point is not that we are not active, that we are doing, that we are being faithful. But in the end of the day, if God doesn't show up, it will turn out to be a mess. And so we're to trust him. We're to trust him. We're to pray. We're to make wise decisions and then watch him provide. That's what we're to do. Um, that's what it is for us to be faithful. Um, you may ask the question, that's kind of my last point this morning. If I don't worry about this, who will? If I don't worry about this, if I'm not wringing my hands about this, who's going to take care of this? And I want to give you one answer. Your heavenly Father. He loves you. He loves you. He cares for you. He, he's in tune with you. He knows your needs. And so he can be trusted. Uh, the issue of he, our heavenly father in this passage is everywhere. He just keeps saying it over and over, drawing us back to the relationship with our father. I want to tell you not to worry uh, because your, your heavenly father can handle your life and anything else that comes up. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you uh, for your grace and your mercy to us. Thank you that you care about us in such a way that you provide for our needs. That you watch over us. You care about the birds and the, the flowers. And of course you care about us. Not because we are worthy, but because you are good. God, help us uh, to trust in your provision. 
to walk as people of faith, not uh, as people of fears. God, you know uh, what you want to do in our lives, and we ask that you would help us to walk faithfully with you, trusting you because you're trustworthy. Rid our hearts and our minds of worry and anxious thoughts. God, thank you for loving us in this way. In Jesus' name, amen.